Welcome to season two of our Women Who Work podcast. We can't believe that we're doing a second season. It's super exciting and kicking off on the 1st of September. So for those who don't know, Women Who Work is a non-profit organisation which aims to support and encourage women back to work after maternity leave. We also want to increase the taking of paternity leave. So we've got lots of aims and do check out our website. We do mentoring, podcasts, blogs, um, and we'd love you to get involved if you want to. So since our last podcast, Aldi and I have both had our second daughters. We've been on maternity leave and now we've both returned to work. Myself into a new role and a new firm. So lots to touch on there, I think. <laughs> and Alzi in her very amazing role as director um, at her investment management firm. Hello, Alzi. Hello, delighted to be back. And congratulations on the new job, Joy. Thanks. I think it'd be really helpful to hear a bit about um, you getting your new job and how it's been. Um, maybe we cast back to the beginning about your decision to to move and, and look for other opportunities. What sort of prompted that? Yeah, so I feel like I had a bit of an epiphany um, about a year ago. Yeah, it was about a year ago now, I think over a year ago, where I suddenly realised that I wasn't convinced that the firm that I was at was going to get me to partnership or I was going to get to partnership in the time frame I wanted. And I was heavily pregnant <laughs> and knew that me taking maternity leave would delay things potentially for kind of another year. And then I'd be sort of back to work starting from scratch again. And I just felt like years could easily pass without actually me me achieving what it is that I wanted to achieve so I ended up speaking to one of my friends um, who was also an ex-colleague um, who I worked with for seven years at my previous previous firm and both of us do something quite niche in the market it's 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 got a, a bit of a USP. There's not many um, people that run um, outsourcing transactions uh, from a financial services perspective in the way that we do. So I was speaking to her and she joined um, my now firm um, as partner three or four years before that and has basically been smashing it and desperately needed help, um, was looking for someone to to come and help grow the practice with her. And I guess the rest is history. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's interesting how those sort of previous connections and things really do come back round, don't they? Yeah, it's so important that you really keep in touch with people. You never know who's gonna gonna help you, give you a bit of a leg up, etc. Um, and actually, because we'd worked together for so long, she knew me really well. And she, you know, one, you know, she sort of said. I know that you wouldn't move or come here for anything other than partnership. And so that actually kind of set up the conversation nicely. <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't of... have to go in and demand anything. Exactly. I wasn't sort of, it, that was the starting position. Um, and, and so it was sort of mine to lose. So a, a kind of an opportunity presented itself 
um, whilst I was pregnant for the second time. And I like to think I jumped on the opportunity. <laughs> and what was the process like? I mean, I know that um, getting to partnership is extremely onerous. How how was the process for you, especially dealing with um, pregnancy and then a, a young baby as well as a toddler? Yeah, so I was doing um, interviews whilst I was heavily pregnant. I think I might have had one interview on my week that I was due <laughs> um, remotely, though. So don't worry, anyone who's <laughs> listening. Um, yeah, I, I'm. It, it was. It wasn't super easy. Um, obviously, <laughs> partnership for anyone that's in law knows that it's uh, it's quite a process. It's um, very difficult um, to make partnership and I think actually it's quite it's even harder in some ways to come in as a lateral so having not been a partner in my previous firm to being promoted to partner um, at a different firm is in some ways more difficult because you obviously haven't built up a reputation um, or got kind of many people backing you so you you have to sort of justify the business case I guess better than you might otherwise have done it might otherwise have been more natural or normal um within the firm so um I actually did my assessment center when my daughter was seven weeks old so um quite a lot to touch on there I think um <laughs> but that that was quite um hard um I I mean I literally hadn't slept I think I'd had 30 minutes sleep the night before obviously my head was just not, not in the game um I had been madly trying to prep for the the, the month prior to that in because obviously the assessment's quite tough um you know there's a presentation of your business case to the board um there's you know quite challenging interviews and questions and all that sort of stuff um so I'd been prepping um before that but obviously at the same time I had a, a very little young baby who and I was solely breastfeeding so you know I was up every two or three hours through the night um the night before I'd only had 30 minutes sleep because I um partly because I was up breastfeeding but equally I was um also just obviously really anxious about the interview um and yeah I mean thank god for adrenaline it just kicked in I just got <laughs> to the offices I was dressed up I had my makeup on it is amazing what you can do and how did you deal with, because you were still breastfeeding, if you were there for the whole day, what, what did you do? Yeah, so I took my daughter in with me and brought my nanny with me. Um, so our nanny had started um, sort of a month before, um, predominantly to look after my toddler, um, and my two-year-old. But uh, on this day, she she looked after uh, my my baby and so she came in with me to and we had a breakout room so she sat in the breakout room with the baby and then in between my interviews I went out and breastfed and then went back into my interviews so um a bit complicated logistically um and also work dresses are just not made for breastfeeding obviously <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I was literally like naked basically <laughs> did they offer you that setup or did you ask for it what how did that happen yeah so my firm was amazing about it I mean there was no pressure from them to 
to push forward with this interview when my baby was seven weeks it was very much me driving the agenda and saying that I could do this um and you know I slightly made a rod for my own back because I obviously set up women who work which is all about pushing forward whilst having children (laughs) so I felt like I had to demonstrate that um so uh, so I um pushed forward whilst having babies um and yeah and and I just felt I felt like I could do it I felt like my business I was really confident with my business my business case I was really confident that I could be a partner I could make a success of it and I really felt like my skill sets lean towards that role and I really just felt ready for it um but having said that there were obviously times where you know I I would I would kind of question whether you know this was the right time to do this um or you know should I be pushing forward whilst sort of having a young baby and all this sort of stuff I, I think a lot of women don't um necessarily so I was questioning myself you know should I just wait a few more years um etc etc um but you know these opportunities just don't come about every day and to be honest with the market the way it is at the moment I'm not sure that the opportunity would necessarily have been there a year later so had I not taken it when it became available you know there's no guarantee that that will become available again so I'm really, I'm really happy that I took that jump, despite the fact that there were some challenges around it. Yeah, I remember one, I think it was quite a rainy walk that we went on around Earlsfield, pushing the prams with our girls asleep, having this very discussion. Um, and sometimes it's also external influences that, you know, other people can make you worry about stuff that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, other people say, oh, are you sure that's what you should be doing? Is that a good idea? And then you start sort of doubting yourself in a way. So oh, massively, massively. Like I really, I would say like, I, I think most people, even well, like most, like well-intentioned people give me that kind of advice, i.e. parents, friends who perhaps aren't as career focused or driven, um, loads of people, husband, everyone basically gives you the advice, I think, of like, just chill out. Like there's no rush. Take your time, you know, etc but for me I've been really I feel really lucky to have been a part of the women who work mentoring program and it's not this isn't just a genuine like plug for it it is actually a genuine (laughs) I do really feel like this um but I it's been so great for me meeting kind of ambitious women career-driven women as part of that mentoring program because when I meet and speak to people like Alzi and others and when I have those moments of, oh, I don't know if I can do this or, oh, should I be doing this or whatever, the women who have got who are like minded kind of say, yes, you can. You can do this. You've got it. And that has yeah. been really valuable to me. It's really comforting, isn't it, to feel like you're not odd for wanting to do what you're doing. Yeah, it's so comforting. There are other people who want the same thing. <laughs> yes, there are people out there. they don't all think I'm mad well I think probably 90% of people do but um I think yeah I I think it's really important to have the right network around you and you know even it is it is genuinely often coming from a place of love from these people who really just want you to kind of be okay and not overdo it um 
But for me, I'm not investing all this money and time and et cetera to pay for childcare setup, really good childcare setup, to pay for a nanny, et cetera, if I'm not going to smash my career. That's the way I see it. Like, I'm not going to invest most of my disposable income on my childcare arrangements and be away from my children and sacrifice, you know, seeing them on a, like a lot in order to just kind of plod along in my career. For me, it makes a real difference um, kind of knowing that I'm pushing forward, but also, you know, financially, because I often got advised by older women to just kind of take my time you know there's no rush um you, you know it's a marathon not a sprint and um you know it's a 30-year career so it doesn't matter if it's this year or in two years time that you make partnership etc and I was like mm, I can see that but also it costs me so much money to be at work and if I cannot see that I'm going forward in in my career trajectory, but also trajectory, but also in terms of my financials. I'm just not willing to make that investment. Um, and yeah, so I mean, for me, you know, it's actually really important to me to to know that I'm kind of going up the the chain. I don't know if that's the same for everyone. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about it necessarily from that perspective, but now you say it, that makes so much sense. And the other thing I think also people say, oh, you know, you can slow down if you want to. Obviously, huge caveat, if if people want to do that, you know, and that works for them, then that's fantastic. You've got to do whatever works for you and your family. Um, but I think to try and like, turn off your natural instincts, which, you know, you've spent all these years of this career, everyone telling you to work harder, do more, take on more, win new business um, and you and I are both com competitive people. We've played tennis. We are, <laughs> I know how competitive we are. <laughs> we're really good when we're on the same team. <laughs> we played, this is an aside, but Joy and I did a tennis, a few tennis lessons um, during our mat leave. And at the end we would do some sort of quite casual games, you know, count up your score and see who wins. And Joy and I were like <laughs> strategizing and <laughs> taking it really seriously. <laughs> Our like lacrosse background. We won every time. Yeah, we did. We actually won everything. But our lacrosse backgrounds really came into yeah. their own because we'd like be like back, forward, like, right, <laughs> yours, mine. <laughs> but I think to try and like turn that instinct off is really difficult. And sometimes that is, you know, to to one's detriment. I mean, I've had that going back this time where I am competitive and I want to do stuff and I want to take everything on. Um and that sort of impatience sometimes works against you just because you can end up kind of drowning in in new stuff when you should really be just getting your feet onto the table a bit. But it's impossible to turn that off. Well, I find it very difficult to, to turn that off and take my foot off so the pedal. Let's go into a bit more detail, Alzi. So you have now been back at work for a month and a half? Yeah, six, six weeks or so, yeah. So how have you found it? Oh, it was much more difficult this time. I think I might have been a bit... <laughs> A bit flippant about it i think because it went fine last time and i just was sort of relatively confident that it was going to be okay but i found it really really hard i think probably exacerbated by a few things um we moved house just before i started work obviously with two young kids and then we also went away on holiday my 
husband had a shared parental leave and we overlapped for a little bit and we went away to Spain for a few weeks. And I thought that I was going to come back feeling like I've had weeks with the kids. I need a change. This has been really tiring. You know, people say holidays is just parenting in a different place, basically. Um, and I thought it was be really ready to come back. And we just had this blissful time in Spain altogether. Everyone got on so well. We got in a really like nice rhythm. It was just blissful. And I think coming back from that to basically immediately going into the office um, and being in a new house, so a lot of things were a bit unstable, just made it a bit more difficult. I think the first time around, I went back more quickly. I went back after seven months and this time was 10 months. And I think I probably kept in touch more actively the first mat leave. I think the second time my head was in more of a space of, I think this is probably our last child. This is my last mat leave. The last one was COVID, so I couldn't do anything anyway. And this time I was more like, I'm going to have a nice time and I'm going to try and disconnect a bit more from work. And the house move also took up a lot of my sort of mental capacity. So I think I had less to give in terms of keeping in touch with work. And I think that probably made it a bit more difficult as well. And the final factor, there have been quite a lot of changes in the office. Um, just around our procedures and the way that we do things. So when I came back, I slightly felt like the new girl, even though I've been at the company for a decade, I didn't know how to do sort of the simplest of stuff, which I think just made me feel a bit more unsettled than I might have otherwise. Um, and everyone was running at a hundred miles an hour trying to deal with all these new things. So I think there was probably less of a, when I arrived back, there was a sense of relief that people could get a lot of stuff off their plates, obviously all of my clients they'd be looking after. So I think there was kind of a sense of, thank God you're back, here's all the work quite quickly. And perhaps, perhaps because you'd been back so well, the, like after your first mat leave, like, yeah, guns blazing, they kind of just thought yeah. that you'd be able to cope with it all kind of being dumped on you. I think that's right. I don't think anyone intentionally dumped anything on me, but I think that that just how it kind of happened. And there are definitely things I could have done differently. I could have managed it in a more staggered way. Maybe I went back straight in five days a week. I went in on a, started on a Monday, which is advice I've given people not to do. I completely forgot about <laughs> it. So you start on the Monday and you've got this big five day a week staring, staring at you. And by Friday, you're just exhausted that's the mental what you were saying about in your assessment center you know the mental fatigue of this change of pace of trying to get back into everything is is overwhelming and that in itself i just felt completely exhausting so don't go back on a monday go back on like a wednesday and do a couple of days and then you can have a bit of a breather good I advice i went back on a thursday yeah. actually and that did work quite well yes it's much better <laughs> much better Anything else you'd give advice? Would you have kept in touch more for your mat leave? Do you think that would have made a difference? I think, I think it probably would have. I did a lot the first time. I used to have a weekly call with my boss where he would just update me on what was going on. Um, my our team assistant would write me an, a weekly email of again just what was happening with clients. People were buying houses or um, you know adding to their portfolios or meetings had taken place that sort of thing just that i was up to date and i had that this time but i didn't do the weekly call with my boss i think just because i had too much other stuff going on in my personal life with the house move and everything else um i'm kind of at a stage now where this is such a silly thing to say when you've got your young children but i just want everything to stay the same for a little bit <laughs> Um, so moved house, I've gone back to work. My husband was off. He's now back at work. We're about to move our girls to a new nursery near our new house. So we've got that whole like settling in process to get around as well. Um, 
And then I just want everything to just stay the same, which I know is extremely stupid thing to say because it's impossible. It's <laughs> not. You need to get you need to get like. settled. I mean, I found your mat leave quite stressful just being an outside looking <laughs> that outsider looking in. <laughs> um just even like the thought of like going away for a month to Spain just I would find that quite stressful with two girls um and like moving house a whole nother massive stress like there was a lot going on there was a lot going on and yeah I thought at the time that moving house during mat leave was a good idea and in some ways it was you know I could go and do viewings during the day we could show our house during the day because I was around all that sort of thing but it definitely reduced the uh relaxation and enjoyment that I might have had. My daughter also, for what it's worth, my youngest is an absolutely abysmal sleeper. Um, but your first one you said was abysmal. Helped. And now she, I feel like she was is till, even worse. My first one was really bad, but only till like four or five months. We got a sleep consultant in and she basically cracked it. We cracked it and she sleeps like a dream now, touch wood. Um, not always, but generally. The second one is just... We're, we're yeah we're firmly in this sort of 5am club I know you've been there as well um but that really takes a hit when you're trying to get up and do a full day's work if you've been up a lot during the night I've got a couple of different questions I, I'm interested to hear your views on but um how do you think it differs returning to work having two children as opposed to one I know the sleep is a massive factor but do you feel any differently because you've got two I think that the one thing that's easier is that I know that childcare works. Like I know that nursery is great. I know that they're going to thrive there because I've obviously seen my older daughter do amazingly there. So all of that stress, I don't have to worry about because with the second one, I just know it's going to be fine. I mean, hopefully, but I know it's going to be fine. Um, like the nursery is lovely. The people who work there are lovely. And that side of stress the first time, I didn't have at all this time, basically. Um, what's been harder about it? Yeah, just it's just another another body to deal with and get organised and get ready out the door in the morning. I think we've got a lot more confident at dealing with them, the two on our own, um, which I never thought would happen. I remember sort of the first time I bathed both of them on my own. I was like, how is this going to work? And do bedtime on your own. But actually, we've reached a stage where either one of us can get them up ready in the car off to nursery or pick them up tea, bath, bed on our own much more easily. So that has given us so much more flexibility. But we do have, we're now- and Do you think that's because, do you think that's because Rob had the shared parental leave? So he had a month- I think that makes doing... a big difference. Yeah. I think, really yeah, he's with both kids, he's done about six weeks or so on his own um, and then done the settling into nursery. Um, and that makes a big difference. Yeah, actually, funny enough that, I'm such a big advocate of shared parental leave. I think, you know, you look at this, there's some amazing statistics about the future outcomes for kids who've been looked after by each parent individually, and they're so good. Um, and I think it completely takes out the control freakishness, which I'm prone to, because you have to give up control while they're doing the full-time care and you're back at work. And that just massively evens out when the household work once you're both back um, because we know he's capable of doing everything. He knows how it all works. So it doesn't, everything doesn't necessarily fall to me, which is great. I think also we've got, we've got a 
for those listeners interested in shared parental leave, we've got a man coming on the podcast this this season, um, a dad who has taken and will be taking more shared parental leave. And that's actually really interesting to hear about it from his perspective. So do look out for that episode coming up as well. Just a little plug there. Yeah, I think it's definitely something worth thinking about and hopefully becomes more and more common. A lot of the um, women in our latest mentoring group had husbands who were doing a good few months of shared parental leave, which is great to hear. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I, I for those that can do it, I would not having experienced it myself, but it sounds wonderful, and I would, <laughs> um, really, and I'd love it if more men did that. One low point for me, though, I have to say, when I was back at work, was so many of my close friends have young babies as well, and have been on mat leave with me, which was amazing. It was so much fun, but then I sort of had my baby first and went back after ten months and a lot of them were still off and one day rob had them all over to our new house and they all went out to the park together and i was in the office i was actually i had to go up to scotland to do a pitch for a new client um so i was away for a night and that was going on back here that was pretty depressing (laughs) (laughs) how did that make you feel did that make you feel rubbish or did it make you feel oh i'm so glad that he's keeping up with my friends when i'm not there both you know, when you're when things are good, then you can say to yourself, oh, how nice. This is really nice. And then if you have a bad moment at work or something negative happens, you're like, oh, I wish I was just with my mates in the park and with the kids. And um. <laughs> we do uh, I like it is I do find it really hard when, um, you know, if you message friends that either don't work or are still on mat leave or pat leave and you're like how are you guys doing and they're like yeah just quite tired just like loads of barbecues recently and got quite a lot on really sociable (laughs) (laughs) it does make you feel so crap (laughs) and you're like you're like especially when the weather's nice (laughs) yeah I'm like I'm knackered but not through any social activities that I've been doing. I think I found this time, because obviously a lot of, as I mentioned, a lot of them are still off. I feel like I'm just being a really, really rubbish friend at the moment. Like you spend all this time on mat leave at the same time and you know, you talk all day, you know every intimate detail of what's going on with their kid. You know, they've just said their first word or they've started rolling over or whatever. And you feel like you're so involved in each other's lives. And I'm now, I feel so out of touch. Like rubbish at replying to messages just I just feel like it's so hard to keep all bits of your life doing well at the same time isn't it I know this is often discussed but yeah if you're focusing on work and your kids then other things just fall by the wayside something's got to get yeah and and also you've got to focus on yourself you've got to you know have some time for yourself to exercise or do whatever yeah. it is that you enjoy and also have time with your husband you know if you combine all of you know work and know. family time and your your own time it, it's very difficult to also give time to friends and when you work full time you only have those two days a week mm. in which to hang out with your kids and your family um and you know we do try and see friends on the weekend as well but you know people are quite busy so you might you know you might not get a slot with a friend for a few months or whatever (laughs) so it's it's um yeah it's a real challenge and you know I think um someone gave me some advice uh, uh, a partner in our firm actually who's um a bit older she's got four kids um and she's a great inspiration um and I'll try and get her on the podcast but she uh just said she said look try and keep your friends a wrap you know try and 
do the odd message keep them in don't lose complete contact Mm -hmm. do as much as you can to kind of keep them as friends um but you know you're just not going to be as involved you know it is just something that's going to have to give but it is helpful to have them there you know that support network there when as and when you can you know have the odd barbecue on a weekend or or whatever um yeah but then I guess that's not necessarily satisfactory from their perspective (laughs) maybe you know they want you they want you available more so it is a really it is a really tricky one I, I guess you know you you can't necessarily have it all yeah I think I think People do get it, definitely. But if any of my friends are listening, sorry, I'm being so rubbish. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> I wish I could just chat to you on WhatsApp um, all day. That would make me so much happier. <laughs> don't worry, we've got each other, Alzi, and our listeners. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the other thing I'm really interested in, Alzi, is the difference between... So you, when you went back to work, you had Rob at home for a month who was picking up all the childcare side of things so I'm assuming also all the housework Mm -hmm. as well you know the washing blah 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 blah, plus picking them up from nursery and and dropping them off and then you've now had two weeks when he's also now back at work so you're both back at work full-time how has that transition gone and yeah how are you managing it's gone way better than I expected I think in some ways the like stability of knowing that we're all sort of in place is quite nice um he continues to be amazing he's still doing basically all the laundry we kind of just have a few rules in place he works from home a little bit more than I do and the the rules are just kind of if you're working from home you do a load of laundry um we've also doubled the time we have a cleaner for and um one of the a sort of friend of women who work who's spoken on a mentoring group Ali Vey has talked about how you you know, you can't get more time. And if you've got money and you can spend money to try and alleviate some of the stress of your life, that is a worthwhile thing to do. So we've basically plumped for that and we've doubled the time of the cleaner, which has just taken a lot of the pressure off. We are one of those families with this sort of big schedule on the fridge, which is a bit embarrassing, but you know, who's picking up, who's dropping off, who's working from home, who's out that night, who's what they need to take with them to nursery all that sort of thing so we're just kind of having to do another leg up in terms of organization and and looking ahead rob's thing is that we try and do the schedule uh while we're having a glass of wine on a saturday night so it's not a depressing thing that gets done on a sunday which is quite nice (laughs) so we don't want to i think that's quite a nice way of doing sunday afternoon we don't want to be saying oh can you pick them up on tuesday because i've got a work dinner or can you do this so yeah we did on a, a saturday night with a glass of wine bash it out and then we're set up for the week I love that what a good idea yeah good little tip out there yeah (laughs) sounds like you're a very organized household well I mean I try to be I try to be I think you've got I think kids just force you to be more organized this kind of stuff and one of the things we've spoken about on previous podcasts is that we we sort of found it okay with one child. <laughs> yeah, we were very naive, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and I think we even ca- I think we even carried that on as well last year once we'd had our second, and they were still we were only sort of eight weeks in or whatever. And I think we were saying on our podcast that um, it's still it's fine, like it's really easy with a second. And I think that was at the stage where they just slept all the time and didn't move. Um, <laughs> and how are you finding it, Alzi? Are you still finding it easy peasy or has it got a bit harder having to? It definitely went through a, a period of being much harder. And I was thinking, I, I mean, I don't know how anyone has more than two children and survives. 
but I feel like, and I don't want to jinx anything, I feel like we're into a slightly smoother period at the moment. Um, Felicity's sleep is a bit better. Georgina's a bit more settled in our new house. Um, so I feel like we're on a slightly even keel. Having said that, one piece of advice that a friend gave me um, was that everything is a phase, the good stuff and the bad stuff. And I always try and keep that in my head. Um, sort of hubris and nemesis come to mind. You don't want to be feeling all smug about the fact that they're sleeping well and getting on and that sort of thing. And then suddenly you get into some sort of regression or um, some drama like that. So I think generally right now, good, but two is a handful and our youngest is especially a handful. We call her the Tasmanian devil. Um, how about you, Joy? How have you found going back with two and um, that transition? Yeah, I I've, I go through such phases. So I'm really sorry if someone's listening to this who's going through a phase of this is horrendous because I've also been in that phase. Um, I think having two is at times it's okay, other times it's not. I, I think at the moment I, I agree. I feel like we've got a bit of a kind of more uh, structured, stable, balanced um we're in a bit of a, that sort of phase. Um, I think, you know, we're managing too okay. Um, but there definitely has been phases where I'm like, gosh, this is really overwhelming. Um, mm. And it's a lot. And when you've got kind of competing demands, et cetera, that can be really challenging. Um, in terms of my return to work this time, I mm. have found it significantly harder than my return to work first time around. Um, and I think that's because it's a new, I'm, I'm at a new firm and it's a whole new role. Mm. Um, partnership is very different role to a non-partner. Uh, it's a, just a completely different job description in many ways. And being at a new firm as well is really hard when you don't know anyone, you don't, you know, you don't have a sort of support yeah, network. Yeah, you don't have that goodwill you, built up to um, In the same way. Exactly, exactly. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself to um, be doing all the things that I should be doing. Um, and, you know, I've got a, a little baby at home as well. So I went back when she was eight months old, um, which was fine. I was very ready to go back by that point. So eight months was fine for me. I, I was happy with that decision. Did you decide that time or was that, were they, did they ask you to come back at that time? How was that? How did that decision get made? Uh, they they wanted me to start as soon as possible um but I I said I said first of June was when was going to work for me um and they made they made that work for them too um and I actually it was going to be first of May and then I pushed it to first of first of June I was I was very ready to go back at first of June eight months I think is kind of optimal for me with my first I took ten and a half months and that for me was too long I think eight months worked really well um, I was really ready to go back by then. I was excited about it. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just hard going into a new firm. So um, if anyone's doing it or about to do it, you know, don't, I guess, don't don't be scared of it. Don't not do it. Don't not take that step. I'm really happy overall that I have taken the step and that I've pushed myself to do that. But um, I'm not very good at doing this, but do try and be kind to yourself because you know a lot of the pressure is pressure that I put on myself to um 
kind of build up a reputation internally, build up a reputation externally. Um, you know, there's a lot that I need to do. Um, and that is a marathon and not a sprint. Definitely. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been, I would say the last two and a half months is of being back is, has not necessarily been easy. There's been times where I felt really overwhelmed. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, you know, you still got a bit of the kind of pregnancy brain. You know, it does take some time to get your brain like functioning on all cylinders again. Um, but I'm hoping that will come. Um, and I'm just kind of trying to do my best to kind of internally network, get to know people, build up a bit of, you know, some support around me internally. And then also, obviously, um, a lot of business development um externally as well um and then also trying to work quite hard to meet all the team members and um because obviously I'm sort of you know have to to manage um more junior members of the team as well so you know trying to really spend time with them and support them um as well so yeah there's a lot going on um not easy but definitely feel like I'm getting a bit more into my strides now that I'm sort of two and a half months in. So you would advise anyone who's thinking about looking for a new role or going for a promotion within their current firm that it's difficult but it can be done? Would that be a good summary? Absolutely, like 100%. I, I, think, <clears throat> I, I, I think I was actually talking to a woman the other day who saw the jump to partner. I, I think she just had this mindset that when you make partnership, you have to be completely ready to make partnership mm -hmm. or you have to be the finished product. So when you make partnership, you've made it. But actually, you know, uh, my advice actually isn't that. I think, you know, if, if the opportunity is presented to you um, or you're given an opportunity to progress in some way, I would just jump with two feet in and kind of give it everything you can, but acknowledge that, you don't have to be the finished product mm -hmm. you know you know it's it's it starts now the learning journey and you know I, now I've got a sort of you know potentially 30 years career ahead of me and you know the way that I am a partner now is going to be very different in 10 years and 20 years um so I don't think you need to necessarily feel as though you 100% can do a job before you take it um and I think women particularly sometimes uh, won't take a job unless they feel they're 100% ready for it um, and actually that's that's a shame because I think um, I, there's actually quite a lot of statistics out there around this but I think men would take it if they felt 50% ready. Yeah the statistics are quite shocking and I I totally fall into that category as well you know you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes to um, you know back yourself that you can do it even if you don't tick every single box necessarily. 100 percent i'm I'm sure there's i mean I, I i'm continuing to learn every day all the time um just because i my title is partner it doesn't mean that i am perfect at being a partner <laughs> there's so many things that i need to learn um and get better at and improve um and that's you know and great uh, you know it, it, wonderful that i'm learning every day i want to be learning every day i want to be 50 and still learning things um and you can learn from all levels you can learn from junior people you can learn from more senior people you can learn from everyone so um personally my view is to from my experience it's to definitely take the opportunities where they come those opportunities might not be available to you at another point so if they arise take them um and give it your best shot Worst case, you move jobs. <laughs> I remember we talked about that. I think I said it to you at the time. I said the worst case scenario, if you 
if you're not hacking it, you don't like it, you can move. It's nothing's permanent. Um, you've got to go in with two feet. Well, Joy, I'm, I'm really proud of you. I think it's an amazing achievement what you've done. Um, getting to partner. And you too, oh, Aldi. You, but getting thank to partner <laughs> at this age anyway is amazing, let alone with two kids. So I think you've absolutely smashed it and I'm really proud of you. That's really kind. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, I think, and we haven't even thought about this, but I think we should probably do our highs and lows. Um, <gasps> oh, yes. Okay. Aldi, you're going to have to. I know what my low is. <laughs> It was my first week back and my boss took me into a room and said, one of your clients has said that they're, they're just happy to stay with the person who's been looking after them while you've been away. <sighs> and then they said, and another of your clients, uh, the portfolio is being restructured and basically you're not going to be managing it anymore. And honestly, <laughs> first week back, so oh it was day God. three, it was day three back. I was already, I was all over the place and I've never, I've never really got emotional with my boss. We get on so well. I've worked with him for 10 years where, you know, he's fantastic. He's so supportive, like can't sing his praises highly enough. He had to deliver me this news and I just basically lost it, started crying. <laughs> and I just like, just like the epitome of like imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm, I must be so bad at my job if this is what's happening to me. Um, obviously a couple of weeks later, I've completely shaken that off. Our industry you cannot take things like that personally it's just the way it goes and also you know our team and our firm we definitely have a mindset of like as long as waverton win we all win and you can't you know it's not about me as long as waverton keep the client and the client's happy then that's great news so i've obviously completely dusted myself off from that very very emotional moment that i had in a breakout room um but yeah that was a real low actually um, that is really hard. A friend said to me, uh, listening to the podcast, she, she'd gone back to work and she said, you know, listening to all these inspirational women is wonderful, but it did make me feel sort of bad in some way that I wasn't having this like wonderful return to work experience. And to anyone out there who's feeling like that, you know, my empathy goes out to you because it is really hard. And sometimes you hear stories of people who've gone back and been back for months and they're already, you know, in the groove, but right in the eye of the storm when you first go back, it is so hard even if you love your job you want to be there you're happy with your childcare. you know it is it's a real ordeal um and just you know shout out to you if you're doing it keep going because it gets better yeah i couldn't agree with that more i mean thinking of lows now i've got so many <laughs> <laughs> i'm struggling to pick one <laughs> and i'm also wondering how much is too much information to share yeah <laughs> um it's honestly it's so hard but what you need around you is like some some women or men who can just say keep going at it because you know you love it you know you're in your gut is that this is what you want to be doing it's just that sometimes as Alzi says in the eye of that storm it's so tough um so there have been times um I mean there's been lots of tears um, I guess maybe a low is when I turned up to actually a women who work lunch uh, which we'd all organized for our uh, Q3 or no Q2 mentoring scheme um, and Alzia kindly organized it in her offices and I turned up and I just had I just was I just ev I just felt like a wave of like overwhelmedness hit me that day I just had a really tough day um, in terms of I just was really doubting myself um and etc and I just turned up for lunch and Alzi told me and I just burst into tears outside the room where everyone was 
<laughs> so I just quickly ran to the bathroom to like sort myself out and then ma- managed to make it through the lunch. That was a bit of a low. Um, and then another low I was thinking about was, um, so my daughter goes to nursery two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And she really likes it when one, either me or my husband pick her up. It means like a lot to her, um, even though we've got a nanny, but no, she's not happy with the nanny picking her up. So for me to pick her up, I have to leave work quite early. Um, and it's quite it's quite a faff, to be honest. Um, but I've been trying to do it in order to have a smooth transition back to work and make sure she sees me, etc. Um, so we, we juggle it between us, between my husband and I. But um, I to do it I really make such an effort to do it like I leave the effort with the office early I normally have to move some meetings around um and basically it's a real pain in the ass so I did that and I like desperately rushed to get there um I have to go a different route home to do it got there um I think it was pouring with rain I didn't have a pram with me so I picked her up and she was where's my snack <laughs> and I was like I don't have a snack but mommy's here and I was like, and like oh, you know when you're just like at despair I had to carry her home in the pouring of rain without a snack with her screaming and I was like I don't I literally yeah. don't even know why I bother but I was doing it oh god <laughs> but it was such a faff to do it and I don't know if it was even worth it and because all she wanted at the end of the day was was a snack but you know hopefully she'll appreciate it when she listens back to this podcast one day <laughs> um to finish on high what about a yeah, high finish on high um so a high so I found the two as I said I found the first two months uh quite overwhelming in my new my new firm my new role um but it's been two and a half months now and I really feel like I'm starting to get into the groove um, of it. And I really feel like the last two weeks, you know, I'm just starting to kind of make headway. I feel like I'm building connections within the firm and externally. Things are starting to go quite well, um, I think. Hopefully they are. Um, and yeah, I feel much more positive about the whole thing. And I think I guess yesterday I got two compliments from other partners um one was from quite a senior board member who said you're thought of very highly within the firm and amazing yeah and it just made me feel so much more confident and I just feel like I'm starting to kind of settle and be balanced etc so as Aldi was saying sometimes when you're in that eye of the storm it can feel really like very very hard but then when you start to come out the other side it is it's really great and you just need kind of one or two people to just give you a little boost here and there and it's and suddenly kind of sets you on a new path so um yeah so I think that's probably my high is I'm just starting to feel like I'm like things are going well again amazing with very deserved compliment um I totally know what you mean it just it makes you feel like it's all worth it yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. my high um very recent yesterday I had my work team over for a barbecue and a just sort of get together um and it was so nice I adore my team they're all great and really fun characters and just nice to spend time with them sort of in a more relaxed setting and then Rob went and got the girls they came home they hadn't none of them had met my youngest daughter yet um saw my kids and it was just like kind of having a bit of an insight into your life and what you you know what your home life's like because you don't always get that when you work with people um and we just had a really fun evening um 
probably a little bit too much rosé. Um. <laughs> You've done very well to do such a wonderful podcast <laughs> on a hangover. <laughs> hopefully, I've hopefully I've made some sense. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so nice to like get back all those connections with all the people you work with because you spend so much time with them. Um, so yeah, that's that was a real high, and my my daughters loved meeting them as well. So that's really it nice. It's so nice. nice to connect. My world's colliding. Yeah, that's really nice to connect the two. And actually, I think quite nice for listeners to hear. Um, that actually there's a real positive to going back to work, which is connecting with all all your buddies that you've got at work again, which is actually really lovely. Yeah, exactly. Well, Joy, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. You do. Um, <laughs> hopefully, this is that we've said some interesting things that will, people will find useful. And so looking forward to season two of our podcast. We've got some really exciting guests lined up to hopefully bring you lots of different perspectives. As ever, if there's anything you as listeners would like to hear or type of guest you'd like us to have, then drop us an email or on social media and let us know because, you know, we want this to be useful to people. So anything we can do to help make your return as smooth as possible, we'd be delighted to do that. Check out our website. And if you're going back to work, why not join one of our free mentoring programs? We put together women going back in the same quarter to give you the ability to share experiences and uh, support each other and hear from some inspirational people um, with a fun lunch at the end which is great so hopefully lots of you jump on our q4 group and we look forward to meeting some of you then and look forward to releasing our next podcast next month <laughs>